where we talk about things with one super special guest every week. Just sit back, relax, and hear us speak on This Is Happening, the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to This Is Happening, the podcast. This is Nathan Strifle. And Eric Morris. And we're your two hosts, as you know, I'm sure, because you've already listened to all of the other episodes. Yeah, so, you know, we would love to hear from listeners, um, you know, just get feedback on the podcast and just, you know, anything, anything positive. I mean, don't, don't spew hate. Yeah, us. we're not looking for trollers, <laughs> but, you know, if, uh, our email is thisishappeningthepodcast at gmail.com, and, uh, yeah, we'd love some feedback if you, if there's anything or any type of guests that you'd love to hear us interview that maybe we haven't hit on yet, um, let us know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that takes care of the little business for yes. the, at the beginning. And now we are blessed to be joined. That sounds so religious of me, but... Um... Oh, everybody can be blessed. Religion, religions don't have to steal blessed from the rosary. By Emer Kinsella. <laughs> I said that wrong. Kinsella. <laughs> Kinsella. Emer Kinsella. Emer yeah. Kinsella is an incredibly talented violinist, composer, um, generally, right? Is there... <laughs> yeah, I do, <laughs> you do like, songwriting also. Songwriting, mm. yes, yes. Yeah, so talented. Um, like lyrically based songwriting. Yeah. No. Not and, as much as instrumental, but a little bit. Right. And you're originally from Ireland. Yeah. Isn't it charming that there's a, a, a dog? <laughs> and we're also joined by a dog who wants to be a member of the podcast. We're coming to you from L.A. in August, and it is really hot out. So hot. So uh, we can't be as hermetically sealed here as we might prefer. <laughs> we, I was like, should we close everything? And Eric was like, no, leave the door we open. We can't close so everything, yeah. You might hear some ambient noise. Anyway, we're taking away from 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 Emer. Emer is from Ireland. Yep, that's right. Um, how, when did you uh, come here? I came to the States four years ago. First I went to Chicago and then LA. I've been here two years now. Amazing. And you came here to go to grad school? Yeah, yeah, Columbia College Chicago. Because you had already studied in London and Vienna? That's and right. Berlin. Yeah. Correct. And Berlin. Berlin yeah, Berlin Crazy. I was working, I was studying London and Vienna. So you, where, where in where in Ireland are you? You're from are you from like Dublin city like? Yeah, from Dublin, yeah, <laughs> on, on the coast, closer to the water. And Dublin is it's a coastal city. I've never been to Ireland. Uh yeah, we actually have a beach and oh, water. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty nice. A beach and water. <laughs> <laughs> water. <laughs> I've never been to Ireland either. I've been all over the UK, um, but not not to Ireland. Did you grow up by the beach part, or...? Yeah, I did, yeah, right... Like, oh, cool. Pretty, like, right across the street, so I, I love the beach. Oh, you wow! Know, you you know, don't right think of Dublin as, like, a beach town. <laughs> no. Is there, like, surfers and stuff, or is it just...? Um, there are in some parts. Not there. The waves oh. aren't strong enough, but... Right. Yeah, it rained a lot, so I didn't get to go on the beach that often. Totally. Yeah. I hear I bet you. there's a small window. Clam digging? Yeah, the small window. Or any sort of, uh... What? Did you go clam digging or anything? Um, no. Sometimes crab fishing. Oh, crab fishing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Nice. Do you have siblings? Yeah, two siblings. And you grew up with them? And a mom and a dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you start, what, um, 
music and was it was violin your first instrument and your you kind of path into composing yes it was I actually started the violin at the age of two and a half so, uh, so <laughs> young you was it a full-size violin no no a tiny violin were you doing yeah. like the suzuki method or no i didn't actually i did a, a lot of kids do that yeah i did a hung hungarian kodai method uh, so my yeah, my teacher was from Hungary. So and what does that, that mean? And at what that age, it? though, because the Suzuki method is maybe some I don't know, but it, it's a lot of like someone plays something and then you try to recreate it. It's imitation because you're not re reading music at two and a half, or maybe you were. <laughs> well, I started with color strings, so I learned the strings yes. off by different colors. So there was like a oh. yeah a thread that was on each string. So so what were the color like red? It was like yellow, red. Brown and green. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, Not good for colorblind kids. They're <laughs> 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 like, you yeah. keep playing E and G. I always <laughs> those, those are very commonly misconstrued colors by the colorblind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember I called yellow Ello for a few years. Oh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. So they, so did you? Did your parents just were like, you're gonna play violin, or did you kind of have like a wanting to? Do were they it? a musical family? Like, um, no, just. Uh, uh, yeah, I showed some interest in music, and then my mom seen this advertisement in the newspaper looking for kids from the age of two. So she's like, oh my god, let's do this. Oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. That is so great that uh, she did that at such a young age yeah. and like, instilled some sort of like... And it really talent. took. Like, yeah. What a good instinct for her because like it's what you've made your life doing. Yeah. So that's Did you always amazing. love violin or was there ever a point where you were like, oh, I can't play violin anymore, I hate it? <laughs> um, no, I actually always loved it. Oh, yeah. that's good. That's yeah. good. You never had that moment of just like, ah, I want to put this away forever. I never want to touch it again. No, I remember always wanting to play and there was, you know, struggles along the way, but... Um, just, yeah, always was interested in it. And I think it was re kind of wanting to go away from playing just other people's music was kind of the first mm. step into composition where I thought, I was always putting stories to any of the classical pieces I'd play. So right. to give it like- new, In your mind. Yeah, in my mind, yeah. Them. Right, yeah, to give it like a new dimension and yeah. new direction. And then once I discovered my own composing, I realized, oh, well, I can just make up my own stories through my own music and play that. How, how old were you when that started happening? Um, a bit later, probably like around 18. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. I, I studied classical piano, and mm -hmm. my parents started with me when I was six. Okay. And I played till like sixth grade, and then I was like, no more piano. <laughs> and then I took a year off, and then I was like, I want to play piano again. And... Uh, it was later in life I started like being like, oh, you can make your own stuff too. Yeah. It's kind of a different way of approaching an instrument. Yeah, it is, yeah. And also at that time I explored improvisation and that opened up a whole new world as well, which, totally. which is great for composition. It's, it's funny. I'm, sh I'm sure you haven't seen this film. I mean, it's, it's just maybe because you're, you're younger, but like, there's a film called Howard's End. Um, mm -hmm. It's a... With um, um, Merchant Ivory film and uh, Emma Thompson's in it and uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Yes. What you were talking about, like making up stories to go with music. There's mm. a there's a funny scene in it where like they go to a lecture um, about music and meaning, and there's just you know a guy pontificating about like what the story is, you know, behind um, 
a certain portion of a, a certain section of, of a uh, Beethoven symphony. And they're just talking about a goblin and, um, you know, but it's, it, it, it's, it was funny just in that you can, you put this on it, you know, it's like, a, that's, who knows what Beethoven had in mind when he wrote it, mm. but like as you're performing it or as you're, you know, watching it, if you, if you do imagine a story, it's, it's welcome, you know, it's, it's there for you to, to do that. Yeah. So you were doing that like yourself as right. you were doing like a solo concerto or exactly. something. Yeah. Yeah. Playing Tchaikovsky. Yeah. Coming up with different and Coming up with ones. a story. That's, yeah. That's really cool. And then that really leads, I think, into, um, Film composing, film right. score composing, because like you are like serving the story and watching something, watching a narrative, and and imagining what goes under that and can help drive that exactly. story right. along. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, so coming, yeah, and, and it's yeah, it's great to to have all these different ideas that I can approach the narrative in different ways and try out different things with with my music. Yeah. Yeah. So were you doing like a, in an orchestra and stuff, just typical classic, classic like um, private lessons and then also playing at school when you were growing up? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, mixture of everything, orchestra, solo stuff, chamber music. I mean, yeah. starting so young, were you really kind of quite the prodigy that started to like do solos and perform? Like you'd walk around the streets of Dublin with your <laughs> violin and people were like, that's Emer, my child violin prodigy. <laughs> Or did you ever like? Did you ever do busking? Like, did you ever like play on the streets of Dublin? Like, uh, what was that great movie? <laughs> I think um, I just have a romantic idea of like a violinist from Dublin. There yeah. was there was that great movie though. Um, that once did you see um, once? I think I have seen it. Yeah. It was based off of Ewan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was all about me. Because <laughs> uh, that's about a singer that like does stuff on the street and then. Does she, is she just a pianist, or does she play violin too? They, I can't remember. Um, but whatever, they they uh, they play on the streets of Dublin. Yeah, I didn't really do busking. Um, I was thrust more into competitions and that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, oh yeah, um, totally. You were trouncing like... everyone in your way. <laughs> <laughs> you did you did violin competitions? Yeah, you know. So how does that work? Just whatever competitions would pop up in Dublin. Would it be solo? Uh, yeah. So you basically bring in your piece, everybody would do their pieces, and then they'd get rated, and then... Yeah. Did you win any of them? Some of them, yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. That's a good way to get noticed, you know? I mean, like, there's a there was a pianist named Van Clyburn, I think, that won, like, a huge competition, you know, and that launched his career. Um, so, yeah, that's really cool. So then, when did you start playing professionally, like, in a paid orchestra oh um paid stuff I guess more after I went so I went did my undergrad in London and then I and you studied music music theory or violin performance violin performance yeah Mm. and Mm -hmm. then I was you know playing with orchestras and chamber music groups getting paid for that um and that was in solo things and that that was was all in London yeah 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 I studied the Guildhall School of Music and Drama cool that was your college yeah Okay, undergrad. Yeah. Did you like London? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't live there anymore. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, I like London. Oh my God, it's not I my favorite London. city though. I love London. I went for the first time this year. It was cool. Yeah. It was fun. Oh. It is fun. very a little bit um, 
proper or more uptight it seems like than LA. Yeah, LA is so casual. Right, it's very yeah. different than LA. Well, that's just a, the British culture. I don't yep. know if mm-hmm. that's like London in particular, and and it is. You know, it depends on where you go. You know, that's true. I didn't go to this. I didn't go to like. The streets of London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different areas. I was in the kind of stuck in the business district where it was mm. like ghost town on the weekends, and all the business people would disappear. So yeah, there are very distinct neighborhoods yeah. in London, right? Like, where there's just like lots. Sure. They they each have a different feel. Yeah. And then did you immediately go to more schooling after you did undergrad, or did you wait? Um, that, well, I did an exchange year in Vienna during my undergrad, and then when I came back, I finished London, then I went to Berlin for a year and worked as a freelancer. Um, that, that, I started doing some composition, I actually worked on a film when I was in Berlin as a composer. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. And then after that, I... Do you speak German? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Oh, so that works. fluent now in German, yeah. Do they speak German in Vienna? Yeah. Yeah. That is so crazy that you like have been all these places and studied. Vienna's like the hub of classical music. Yeah. Sure. What yeah. a great place to study classical yeah, music. Yeah, I Vienna. love Vienna. So yeah, after Berlin, I'm, I missed Vienna, so I went back for another four years to Vienna. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh my gosh, wow, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. So what's Vienna like? Yeah, it's nice. It's you know small enough city so you can get around easily in public transportation, and the architecture is beautiful. Yeah, I yeah. I've never been sadly, but um, it looks super charming. Yeah, it's very like charming. Really quaint and mm-hmm. beautiful. And yeah, it just kind of you know stole me once once I and they have an amazing there. orchestra there and great opera. Yes, you know, and it's and it's like it's a town where. It's very popular to go to, uh, among all kinds of people, to go to the work, to go see a symphony. Yeah, you know, or, or to go know. to the opera. Yeah. Yeah, you can go there. They have, like, standing tickets for two euros. It's very... Um, That's amazing. Yeah. It's very... It, uh, it, it's accessible. It's part of the culture, yeah, mm. the, to, to go. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's very popular yeah. there. Did, um, Which is nice for, yeah. to, for a classical musician. Yeah, it's great. Know, yeah, to have that. Going to the concert hall yeah. every week or to the opera. Did you fall in love at all in Vienna? <laughs> <laughs> Did I? Um, maybe for a year or so. <laughs> so so then you um, you you decided to go to grad school specifically for film composition or for for yeah. composition in general. Uh, for film composition. Film yeah. composition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And was America a place that you wanted, that you had always kind of been thinking about, or did you apply to lots of places in Europe as well? Um, well at that point, I'd always wanted to, to live in America. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I kind of, um, actually my sister was living in New York for one year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I visited her one summer. And what then, does she do? She does theater. And, oh, yeah. cool. Nice. Yeah. So you have a very artistic yeah, kind she, of oriented. She lives in Australia now. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Is that a future stop for you, too? She's just paving the way to <laughs> new, new countries. Yeah. America, the stopping point for Australia. <laughs> well, I was always tar- targeting America, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when she was there, I was like, Wow, I have to go over now. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so yeah, I started yeah. looking into schools that summer. Uh, yeah, so I mainly just applied for America for film comp- composition. Yeah. Gotcha. So well, where did you go in Chicago? What's it called? Columbia College. Nice. Yeah. Downtown, right? 
Uh, Is there music yeah. school downtown? It's, yeah, on the South Loop downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also lived in Chicago, but we didn't know each other. Then. No, we didn't. We never met them, yeah. We're, we're, but then that was also for grad school for you, right? I was in grad school there, too, yeah. yeah. What years were you there? Uh, 2014, 2016. Okay, yes, that's why, because I was there from 2011 to 2014. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, so maybe we went to one party together. <laughs> Off to LA, see you there in two years. And then, and so I guess it makes a lot of sense after that um, to come to L.A. because the film industry is largely based here. Yeah. Um, was there any, like, culture shock or anything coming to the U.S.? Or was it fun? Was it great? Was it easy? Was oh, it... yeah, well, I, I've always been obsessed with, like, American culture and sports. So sure, yes. So when I was a kid, I'd walk around with a baseball. I don't know, I don't know where I got the influence from <laughs> and then when I discovered American football that's all I talked about yeah. so really yeah, I just yeah. felt like I came home when I moved to America <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've, we've watched some Seahawks games together yes, actually <laughs> fun I've done that too I've been roped into I, I forced Seahawks Eric to watch Seahawks games game. <laughs> we've watched them together I like the drinking and social aspect of it more than the actual football what made you get into football? Was it just... Um, does it play over in the other Not, not the much. Line? You have to really I, seek it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to really seek it out. Especially at that time. I think now more people watch it. Like the Super Bowl yeah. in recent years, but not at all. The Super Bowl is quite popular, but just I think that the regular season, um, no, yeah. people don't really watch it. Yeah, so I don't know. After First I was obsessed with baseball, and then somehow I discovered football, and I was like, actually, I'm more obsessed with this one. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Did you I play sports fun, at all? It's more fun to watch. Football. Yeah. Hmm? Oh, baseball I, is a chore. Football is way more fun to watch. <laughs> I, I grew up watching baseball, but I, I, I can't. Football's a soap opera. I can't opera. sit down and watch a game now. It's so slow moving. It's like, oh my god. I'm gonna get way too drunk by the end of this game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, football is is more fun to watch. It's just there. It's faster paced. And did you ever play sports growing up? Uh, yeah, I did. What did I play? Uh, a lot of basketball, and I did like running and cross athletics. What else did I do? Tennis, a lot of tennis. Mm. Oh, I like tennis. Yeah. Tennis. And then we have this smaller version of baseball called rounders, which is just running. Oh. You know, it's, it's similar, but it's, they called it rounders. So that It's was... still four bases? Yeah. I don't know if I know. It is, is the ball the same size? Um, yeah, it might have been a softer ball. So it was more like softball, maybe? Yeah, but it wasn't It wasn't the softball, because that's bigger. I don't like how softball is a bigger ball. It just, oh, yeah, it's it, like a melon. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's yellow. What's the... <laughs> is it yellow? No, it's not It doesn't yellow. have to or be Or green, you know. It's no, green. it's often white. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's an Irish thing. <laughs> I've seen it here. It looks green. Okay. Maybe. Maybe they have different colors. Maybe, new, maybe newer softballs... In 2018, are colored. I don't know. I'm they, sure you can get them. They were color you want. Yeah. If you need. Traditionally, they they weren't. But it's so much easier to hit. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. That big yeah. ball is easier to hit. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you like to hit the big balls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. Why um, not? Why not? <laughs> so, did were you doing any film composi- composition when you were studying in your master's program? Or what was like kind of, 
In Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, there was, yeah, I worked with a lot of the uh, film program, I worked on a lot of their films, and... Uh, Doing student short films. Yeah. So, like, there, it was attached to a, a film school where people were making films, and people from the film composition department obviously would do the score. Right. And you'd match up with people. Yeah, exactly. And then I found some of my own projects with local Chicago filmmakers and worked on those projects. Yeah, so it was a mixture of different things. And was this all like solo violin or were you composing more orchestral? Well, that's what I wanted to ask you actually. Like, do you, how do you write when you write a score? Do you write like, do you write on the violin? Do you write, do you also play piano? Like, yeah, well, I write with a mixture of synths and different layers, all different instruments. I like to kind of create and manipulate sounds. So I just. Finding sounds in my environment often and turning that into um, an element in the score, and then playing in my violin and also maybe stretching the sound or doing different effects on my violin, um, or sometimes using it as a solo line. So really, I just I like to use different different uh, material and put it together and create a score. So like when you say like augment your violin sound, does that does that mean that you'll play a lick or whatever? Put it into the computer and then from there yeah then i'll just i can chop it up or manipulate the sound mm-hmm. kind of uh just create new sound out of out of the original sound but i like the mixture of organic with um synths and ambient textures right. so yeah. yeah so i often think quite textural and then see how the violin can complement that or or Mm. bring you know mm-hmm. a new dimension to to this the score I'm doing but uh, maybe now is not a bad time for us to play a little excerpt of one of your scores um, I thought yes, maybe we, let's do it so that people can get a sense of what you do I mean she's really talented um, and this may well be you know a, a particular listener's introduction to your work um, so why don't we play a little bit of hysteria score sure that is for a film named Hysteria, is that yes, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what that film is. Is it just very impressionistic or what? Yeah, that was a psychological thriller. I, mm-hmm. I did that with a Chicago filmmaker. And it, the person kind of goes through the three stages of grief and basically kind of goes a little crazy and imagines their ex-girlfriend haunting them. So it's little in the horror style, but more of the psychological thriller. Okay, so a little bit of hysteria score. sound almost something like that was there um yeah it was a a synth that i um just kind of created that sound out of like like it's going on in their head it's 
they're, they're, they feel pressured, like they're kind of going to explode internally. So it's almost this kind of lead up to, you know, when are they going to go off the grid kind of thing in their own mind. So, totally. You know. Yeah. Mm. It's really yeah, it's cool. ticking time bomb. Mm. And, you know, and it's, that was, it's very, you know, you're building like an atmosphere. Um, I haven't seen that, that short film, but um, uh, it, it, that sounds great. Thanks. So, like, there was piano in that. So do you get somebody to play piano? Um, no, or... I play piano myself. Oh, so you play piano? Oh, yeah. you do play piano, too. Yeah. So, generally, you are doing all of the sounds. Yeah, I do you're... all of it. Yeah. That's oh, wow. amazing. So you're doing it. So you do them on different tracks. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, unless um, it's a particular score where I might bring in a cellist or other string instruments or if it's an entire orchestra... Right. That that's when you go to session and record other instruments. But um, for a lot of things like like this that I do, I'll just do it all myself. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you have like a home studio for that, or what do you do? Uh, yeah, I have my home studio. If I, yeah, if I'm recording other instruments, I'll go to a different studio. Okay. Yeah. Is it just like a soundproof like uh, setup type thing? When Your I go, home studio. My home studio. Yeah. Um, How did you make that happen? It's yeah, just some yeah, some soundproofing and mainly my just my computer setup. Totally. Kind of, yeah, keyboard. We can relate to that. As you can tell, we spare no expense to soundproof this you know. space. <laughs> yeah, something like this. <laughs> yeah, it's something very yeah. similar to what's going on right Aimer here. Aimer is a little bit more legit. <laughs> she is, uh, she's figured out soundproofing a lot better. <laughs> so do you ever compose anything that doesn't have violin? Yeah, or just yeah. Total synth sounds or something. Yeah, like for that. sure. Yeah, it depends on the project, what it what it needs. You know, what what the narrative needs as well. Um, I li I like interweaving the violin just as, as part of my voice. Right. Uh, but not every score I do has has it on it. Yeah. And so when you create some sort of synthesized sound, does that come from? Does it always have to come from like a a real recorded source, like? Like, can you just create your own sound on the computer from nothing? Um, yeah, so I have a lot of, like, sa sample libraries where... Gotcha. Yeah, where they're already created and you'll have bought the sounds. And so you can take those and you can augment them if you want to? Yeah, yeah, manipulate them, just change them with effects, same kind of thing. So mm -hmm. Wherever you can get a, get a sound, like, they're more like a melodic sound or ambient or right. pads, you can just kind of create anything you want out of them and then add, totally. them, to your, yeah, add them to the, the musical piece. Yeah. Oh. In addition to film scoring, are you still performing as a violinist? Yes, out, I am. Out yeah. and about? Yeah. So I, yeah, I play with different groups, sometimes classical concerts. Um, I do my own solo performances with Ableton Live and Live Looping. Ableton Live. What's, what's, Able, what's Ableton Live? It's a <laughs> software program. It's it's a great program in general, but I do these looping, so I have a foot pedal, and I'll play like a one of my tracks kind of as the backing track, and, and add, add the violin layers on top of that as, as it loops, and then I sing as well. Go! Yeah. I've seen, um, oh my god, what is her name? I, I'm not going to think of it. So you'll start the, when you start the show, it's like, let me create the the, the bass line or whatever, the yeah. first line, and then on top of that, 
it'll keep playing and you'll create more and more right. until you have a huge... I did think of it. Yeah. Um, Imogen Heap. Do you know Do you know who Imogen Heap is? I think someone might have mentioned her name to me at my last concert. She's amazing. She is so good. And she was part of this group. I, I don't remember her group's name, but she performs as a... She plays um, violin and cello. Maybe just cello? I, no, I can't remember. But... Uh, and sings and does a little loop and plays something and then that become and builds on it. I think it's exactly what you're talking about. Okay, she had that famous song Hide and Seek. Hide and Seek is Hi. so beautiful. I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, yeah. But yeah, I just happened to, um, I, you know, when I was going to the Sundance Film Festival one year, just mm. like picking up stuff, I just, I, she and Rufus Wainwright were doing. A performance like within like 45 minutes of my like getting there and I was like I, I went right there and it was a tiny little bar and she she was just amazing and he was amazing oh, it's cool. just incredible to happen upon that but I think that what was the thing you called what was Ableton Live Ableton Live yeah. I think she uses that to, okay. to great effect yeah um, but yeah so, so you also sing so you write songs yeah. yourself to perform. Have you put out an album? I haven't. I'm actually working on starting to put out an album for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting. Yeah. So can you play and sing at the same time? Because the violin kind of crunches up your chin, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. Some people do that. I haven't actually done that. So um, you'll do the loops, yeah. and then it'll be going, and then you can sing on top yeah, of it. Yeah, right. Gotcha. So yeah, and I've been with these with this loop setup. I've been doing the vocals kind of as an ambient um, layer that kind of comes, and then I harmonize over it. Whoa! Yeah. Do you have any singles that you've put out, or have you just done some of this stuff live and you're writing them? And you're yeah, building? I've mainly been building them as I've been performing live. They're not. On, they're not on your SoundCloud. They're not. No. no. It's just my instrumental stuff. So that's far. why I didn't know about it. Yeah. Because I've checked out your SoundCloud. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of. Bringing out instrumental stuff mainly through my tracks, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna start bringing out some vocal stuff as well. Oh, that's awesome! That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that either. <laughs> Where have you been performing? Uh, I performed at the other door last month. Where's that? It's in North Hollywood. Oh, okay, cool. The yeah. other door. The other Is door. it like a bar space? Or? Yeah, it's a bar space with pretty big enough stage. Yeah. To where you can do what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you have any other things coming up? Like that are like live performances? Um, I haven't actually got any upcoming right now because I've been focusing on other projects. But yeah, I will let you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Totally. And then yeah. we can put anything else if something comes up before we release this. Yeah. Um. So when you moved to LA, what was um, was it easy to? Did you already have like some film people connections or like? What was it like kind of trying to get into the L.A. Did your grad school help you with that? Yeah, we had some connections from... There were some composers and residents who came out to Chicago while we were there. And they were from L.A. And there's there's kind of an alumni network. And there's a lot of suggestions what kind of events to go to once I got to L.A. So really I just went to a lot of events and met, met... you know, film composers or film You're honestly so good at networking. <laughs> I feel like I see you everywhere. 
<laughs> Usually when I'm working at the bar, and That's I'm true, like, Eber, again, uh, you're here at everything. Well, we, we did run into you at that party at Outfest. Yeah, That's we where did. I met you yes. recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we originally met at Outfest. And you were yeah. working the room there, <laughs> or the, the pool. Yeah, Outfest has been great. That was one of the first events I went to when I moved to L.A. Yeah. yeah. No, this is the third year. So. Do you do stuff at AFI? Do you ever go there? That seems like it would be a good... Um, I haven't really. I've gone to a few events, mostly like music panels. So I haven't really met too many, any filmmakers there. Mm-hmm. But, um, right. yeah, I, I did work with or a student in Chicago who went to do a master's at AFI. She brought out a short film, but, yeah, I haven't really been around there. Nice, yeah. good. What are you working on now? What I'm working on now, um, I'm focusing on bringing, working on a string EP right now. So it's like a, a string, more an instrumental EP, focusing on uh, like string players. That's amazing. Yeah. Of your so own is that going to be yeah, like my own compositions. Um, four or five pieces? Right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, around that. What's the uh, kind of do you, when you create something like that? Is it a thematic tie-in? One idea. Yeah, it's kind of like a concept album, kind of direction. So I'm doing it. It's it's quite introspective and minimal, mm-hmm. and kind of emo- emotional. So about emotions that different people go through, especially living in, in the city and just you know, urban culture. Mm. Yeah, and I'm about to release a music video. That. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's oh, wow. awesome. Yeah. So that features me as a solo violinist with um, an electronic urban kind of track mm-hmm. that I worked together with another composer, Jed Smith, mm-hmm. and put together a film team. So the, the video's finished now, just waiting for it to be released. And it's. it's oh, you shot it already. Okay. Yeah, it's already shot, yeah. And it, and it tells a little story? Um, yeah, basically it's like the solo violinist going out and exploring downtown LA and Venice Beach and kind of oh, wow. it's kind of like snapshots of the city. So you see the people walking, just walking around the daily lives around LA. So it's this kind of urban kind Are of you the are you in are you the one in the in the video? Yeah. Yeah. How's that for you? It was good. Yeah, yeah. kind of being like Is the, it, the actor. Do you like being in like a kind of cuz you have a lot of stuff there you, I saw something else that you were in that was like a film. It looked like it took place in some sort of house. And they, you guys were playing through the windows at oh, first. Yeah. And then you guys were all playing together as a band. It right. was like kind of like a um, a sound meets space Right, kind of, yeah. Um, so I do these project. immersive concerts. And that one I did in, in Vienna and in Austria. So I had, it, yeah, it's really, it's also about kind of connecting with the city and bringing sound and space together. And the, yeah, I had musicians playing outside of the windows and different floors and the audience were able to move around and kind of experience it from different floors and angles. And that was really successful. And I'm, I've been working on organizing another immersive concert here in LA. And so what's kind of like, what made you think of like integrating kind of that or that concept or that idea of like... Well, I started, when I was in Vienna, I started researching more about non-traditional concert spaces and taking people outside of the concert hall Mm -hmm. and kind of exploring the limitations of classical music and and now as I 
kind of brought in more into narrative music, mm-hmm. how how you can use architecture more like as an instrument. Yes, found I love found spaces too. I did a lot of devising work mm. at one point um, theatrically, and it it really does become its own voice when you mm. like enter into a new space. Right. Like even like placing, deciding how you're gonna place the yeah. the artists and. W- Okay, the cellist is gonna be on the third floor. The violinist is gonna be on the first floor. And what does that do to the sounds and the way that the audience maybe hears them? Yeah, yeah. Because I love just distorting and changing like perceived expectations of of spaces and mm-hmm. and settings. So yeah, I just like turning it upside down and trying to create something new. That yeah, yeah. So in that house, were the people playing all a piece together, or was it? Yeah. Any- yeah, it was one piece, and then you could hear it throughout the space. So it was, it's, I kind of use like circular spaces. Mm. Yeah, with multiple floors. So. so the sound can kind of travel. Yeah, so it was, the acoustics worked out really well for that. What and a you, cool way to experience a piece, you know, just yeah. by being, a, being, you know, being able to go from space to space, and so one instrument or whoever's in that room is obviously you know kind of like in the foreground for you but then you move down and hear something else that's really cool i haven't ever done that yeah the musicians themselves moved as well so oh, okay. yeah it was kind of oh wow that's yeah, cool it was almost like a suite of music so one piece would be performed and then two two players would move down while two others like improvise to keep to keep the and the audience is meant to kind of like roam around at yeah, will yeah. throughout. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And um, you filmed it. Yeah. Yeah. Was the filming something that was like you were planning it being also kind of a filmed piece in the inception of it or was it like oh this is really cool this is let's also add like a visual video component to it. Yeah. The, that came kind of later that we should film it and get a nice video out of it. I th- think next time I would probably talk to um, you know f- film people early on and see how they can capture it in a way that would show the performance mm. you know as as much as you could yeah to kind of like recreate to, that exactly idea. yeah did you use multiple cameras because that, that, that I would think you would it would help yeah they did I think they focused more on what was happening in one specific moment rather than capturing the, the entire space. I think maybe 360 cameras might, mm. might work oh, that'd be better cool. yeah, for the next one. Yeah. Um, so you're, plan- you're planning that now for LA? Yeah. Maybe oh, but I was asking time. because um, you being on, on, the, on the screen, so was that like kind of, have you always, have you done a lot of stuff where you are filmed? Performing or acting or um, I haven't done a lot of that. No, I'm yeah, I was kind of Doing it for this music video it was a little different than what I usually do um, How'd it go? Yeah, it went well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of trying to figure out, you know Clothing and style that's, that's you know a little tricky different than what I do <laughs> <laughs> Totally. But did you have a director or did you direct it yourself? I directed it myself. Okay, yeah. cool. No. Yeah, that makes it even more difficult because you're trying to yeah. so, uh, make yeah. sure everything's going. Yeah, but I had a DP and then editor and camera assistants and yeah, different people involved. So it was a good experience. Yeah. Where is it going to be? Where, where can people see it when it's done? Well, I'm working on getting it... Uh, online into a few different media outlets and avenues so I'm looking into that right now 
if anyone wants to premiere it online and <laughs> different vlogs, I'm looking to that at the moment. Yeah, sure. All of our um, <laughs> listeners who um, control media platforms. We have uh, so <laughs> many <laughs> friends in high places. <laughs> I'm sure they're all listening to this. Bound to Just some get, clear deal. your email out because when this gets released, <laughs> you're not even going to be able to deal with all of the people that are coming out and reaching out to you. Forget comments to our Gmail. Emer is going to be flooded. Flooded with offers <laughs> for the totally unseen video that she has made. <laughs> you also worked on uh, Sensei. How yes. did that come about? Um, well, I started working with Johnny Klimek, who's, uh, who's the composer composed, for the whole series. Yeah. Yep. And he has a great team, uh, music team, different different people. And um, yeah, I just kind of got involved to, uh, creating different violin layers and arranging uh, parts for the violin and yeah it was, it was just a really great experience getting involved with that actually I actually met um, his assistant at Outfest and kind of got involved through, after that oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Outfest it all, it all <laughs> happens through Outfest thank you Outfest <laughs> have you found that like being a queer artist it's been like helpful or easier or harder networking or um, Any sort of stigma at all, or just? I haven't, you know, I haven't really noticed any difference. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't worked on too many queer projects yet. Um, although there's a documentary that's recently showed in the Vancouver Queer Film Festival called Faith. Oh, cool! Yeah. Yes. Which you composed? Yeah, I composed yeah. music too. So that. Recently today. <laughs> 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 And what's that about? We'll record, it will have already happened when you listen to it. <laughs> what's that about? Oh, that's about um, a couple, one from Kenya and one from New York, two women, and they're married, and it's about uh, the main uh, character, Faith, introducing her wife to her family in Kenya. Oh. Yeah. And Where was it shot? It was shot... In Kenya? In Kenya, yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. the director went out there and shot it. And how did you get involved in that? Or how did you meet? Um, I just met the director. I don't know. I met, I think I met the editor at a documentary meetup. Mm. And then they, we just, she introduced me to the director and then we talked. And... Had they finished filming it when you got involved? Yeah, they'd already finished filming it. Yeah. And they were, lucky they were kind of in the sound and music process at that point. Yeah. Nice. And you did all the compositions, or what was your? Uh, yeah, I did the whole score. The score. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so amazing. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine writing a whole score for a film. Maybe I could. Well, I mean, the the what I've seen of what you write isn't necessary. I mean, you write songs. You write you write like funny songs. Oh yeah 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 totally yeah. I mean, yeah. so. I would, do, do you write instrumental things? No, that's why I say I couldn't imagine writing a whole score for a movie. Yeah, I it. <laughs> it's something I've never even like thought about or considered doing. Yeah, yeah, and probably don't plan on it. Maybe not. <laughs> the world will be deprived of the scores of Strifle, sadly. But we do have the scores of Emer Kinsella. 
But yeah, I just heard that it got into the Atlanta um, LGBT Film Festival also, so I might go out to Atlanta to watch it. Oh, nice! Mm. Have you oh. ever been to Atlanta? No, I haven't. Me neither. Yeah. You should check out Bucking What's when that? you're there. <laughs> <laughs> you should, honestly. We just saw a documentary um, called When the Beat Drops um, about the, this dance culture in Atlanta. Oh, cool. um, that they do like in gay clubs and stuff. Yeah, it was really good. Super good. Yeah. Really, Highly recommend really it. Really fun. Playing, it, well, just I think to debuted on Logo, so you can see that. But that has nothing to do with Emer. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to Atlanta, so it made me think of it. <laughs> but yeah, I've never, never been there. Mm. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to plug before we like kind of um, wrap it up? Oh, um, well, I, uh, I helped out on a film that just came out of Netflix called The Package. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. that sounds cool. What, what was, was your role on that? Um, well, I was just like helping out the, the composer, Adam Schiff, on that. So I was mainly towards the end of the process. And that's with uh, Bleeding Fingers, which is part of Hans Zimmer's studios. Oh. Yeah. Oh, nice. I saw a Hans Zimmer live performance at Coachella. Oh, really? Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> He did like all of his greatest hits, like it yeah. was crazy. Yeah, that, that concert is pretty amazing. That's and an so, interesting booking at Coachella. Fun. It was Different. very interesting. It yeah, was packed because was like people Coachella. were just like, mm. yeah. <laughs> Everybody, I think, wanted to have like that little taste of something different, you know. Right. I was like, Hans Zimmer. Was it Hans Zimmer? <laughs> I think it was Hans Zimmer. It was. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he was he does Coachella, live stuff. Yeah. 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 So the package. So what? What's that about? Um, that's it's more of like a te- teenage kind of comedy movie. Um, hey, yeah, this group go out and basically it's a little it's it's a little um, difficult to des- describe. Um, could almost be X-rated. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Basically, suddenly I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, you might like well, it. Well, the package. I mean, yeah. when you said that, I was like, this oh. sounds like a good movie. Yeah, it didn't even occur to me. Yeah, yeah, he kind of cuts... Were you thinking like a parcel? Or a... I, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he kind of cu- cuts something off by accident, like go around trying to find it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now I'm much less interested. Yeah. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> and that comes out on Netflix? Yeah, it's just come out. Yeah. Oh, it's it's available. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. And you did the, you worked on the jungle too. Yes. The, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah, that's a great great film. Uh, you can see that on Amazon Prime and a few other um, online right now. Um, yeah. So you can hear my violin playing kind of throughout that score. That's and amazing. I, yeah, I did different arrangements for that as well. So oh, that was also with Johnny Climax. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, excellent. Thank you so much for joining us, Emer. Yeah, thank you for having yeah, me. It's been great. Thank you so much. It was so great to have you on. <laughs> really, really a pleasure. And your work is really just, it's so good. I hope people do check it out on SoundCloud and all of your upcoming things. Um, because you're, you're very, very talented. Thank you. So thank you for sharing your story with us. And thanks everyone for listening. Please like and comment. Email us, as we said at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, give us five stars, maybe put some comments on. Yeah, no, we'd like, you know, because there are lots of people listening to this, and um, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
We're back. We're not quite done yet. So we wanted to go out on some of Emer's music so you can enjoy, you know, some of, uh, you know, just get another sense of what she does. So we're going to play, on our way out, something called Crest of Waves. Was that, is that a film score too? No, that, that was something separate from film. I actually did that. I've performed that sometimes in my live performances, but this is like the instrumental version. Okay, great. Amazing. So enjoy Crest of Waves. Mm-hmm. 